0: KO's got you covered this footy season with every game of every round live and ad break free during play. Wow, in the AFL this week, there are some huge games. Collingwood versus Adelaide, live with no ad breaks during play, exclusive in Victoria. Giants versus Bulldogs. Oh, I remember that game. I think it was 2016 at Giants Stadium to get the Bulldogs into the grand final. I will never forget that one. Live with no ad breaks free during play, exclusive in Victoria. And Essendon versus North Melbourne. Geez, that's the old Ben McKay Cup, exclusive to Fox Footy, available on KO. Don't forget those NBA playoffs. They are dominating at the moment. It is just getting bigger and better than ever. Watch every game of both Eastern and Western Conference's finals live with ESPN on KO. There's plenty of room for everyone, no matter what you want to watch. So get on board with KO. Now also available on Hubble. Hi, fam. It's Dylan's mum, Deborah. This is Dylan Friend. He gives you a back rub. This is, you know, going well, Brian. Ah, oh, special. Get comfortable and uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Just keep showing up and find a way. Cam was so nervous. He couldn't swallow water.
1: Handed him a sheet of paper with six names. and said, "She, We've got to cut these six blue.
0: Ow. Shut up. I've just been barbed by a stingray, mate. I'm just yelling at oh, him. He saved my life. He saved my life. He saved my
1: life. Thank you. Thank you.
0: I spent the last, I think it was a couple of weeks, in jail. The deepest, darkest moments often bring about our biggest highs, Errol, how are you, my friend? Very good. Thanks for having me. Man, it's an honor. It's a pleasure to have you in. I'm really excited. You, you are one of you know I'm one of your favorite. Uh, I'm one of you're one of my favorite players. <laughs> I'm getting you. nervous even talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: nah, thank you. Appreciate that. It's. Uh, I feel like it's been a long time in the in the making. So I'm very honored to be here. Thank you, bro. Long time yeah. listener as
0: well. Yeah, well, I don't know if that's true, but I, I think um, I remember from when I was in Sydney in my first year in Sydney and you were playing yeah, in like the like Sydney New South well. Wales yeah. team or something like that. And we were talking then somehow. Yeah. What happened? I can't actually remember that, but I think you were just- No, I wasn't Avalissa early on. Yeah. I, I'm like first episode with um, Josh
1: Kelly. I've listened yeah. to that many a time. So, <laughs> um, no, I was a, I was a massive fan. I have dropped off a bit lately. I, I will be honest. That's but, okay. um, now I'm
0: now I'm here. I'm very honoured and yeah, very surreal moment. Mate, it's a privilege <laughs> to have you in, and I'm, I appreciate your honesty. It sort of hurts a little bit, but it's um, it's We're great. working on it. We're working, we're working on it. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what's funny though? Because I, I appreciate your honesty, as I said. Because I had um, Luke Hodge in here once. I'm not sure if you heard that episode. You don't have to lie to me, but I said to him, he's like, I'm a massive fan, um, and I was like, Oh, what's your favourite episode? And he's like, Oh, Nathan Buckley. And I was like, We haven't had him on yet. That <laughs> was like pride of having him having on, so it was a little bit embarrassing for him. But um. No, mate, I've seen you from a long time. Big supporter. And and now it's you know, you're a hero of mine. In all seriousness, I love watching you play. Um, I've loved seeing your development and it's just great. Like what's well, not crazy, but third year in Australia. Australian, how does that sit with you at the moment?
1: Yeah, I think it is pretty crazy. It still hasn't sunk in. I think um I'll probably take a little bit of time, um, obviously gonna go overseas in a couple of weeks to reflect on my year. But um I suppose it's pretty hard when you're in the whirlwind of um, you know. Particularly with how we were pushing to try and make finals, is a pretty frantic kind of last six weeks, and then um, obviously the, the game against Carlton a few weeks ago. Probably haven't thought back too much over the season overall yet, but um, yeah, I'm sure when I go overseas, I reflect on it. But it's definitely yeah, I still don't quite think it's real, but yeah, massive honour nonetheless.
0: What's it like at the moment for you? Like I was watching that game at Carlton. Obviously. I think uh, I was watching that on TV. I was there, and it was incredible. You played a great game. Like One of you know, he played a lot of many good games this year, but it was so cool to see at the moment like. You've always looked like this, even from your first couple of years, but that game in particular, in a final, such big stakes. And I remember this time where you took like a big mark back 50 and then you played on, went to your right and then did like an inside-out kick into your left back 50. And I was like, who the fuck does this shit? Like that was – you shouldn't have done that, but like you, you, the confidence in your own skill at the moment, like have you found that you're just really backing yourself in? And, and how did you like get that? Was it like just coaches giving you – Sort of a license to just take it on as much as you do, or yeah, it's definitely it's
1: definitely that as well. And I think my teammates um, backing me in too. I think um, on the, on the same token, there's times when it doesn't it doesn't quite work <laughs> out, and I've had plenty of chats with horse and a couple of sprays and stuff. But um, you know, I think that they know that that's kind of um, the strength of my, in my game is doing stuff like that. So they've kind of given me a bit of a license to do it. And um, you know, I know that if I if I fuck up a kick or whatever in D fifty, I'm going to wear it. But I'm kind of just of the attitude now that. Um, yeah, that's what makes me a good player is when it does come off. So if I try 10 times and five come off, five don't, then I'm happy to live with it. So mm.
0: that's kind it, of the way I look at it. It's, a, it's such a good message for young players though because I, I think of myself when I used to play footy and I think like if I made a mistake, I'd just think about it. I'd go so into my shell, never try it again. And probably where I'm getting at here is I used to think of someone like Sam Doherty, who yep. we'd be on the same halfback flank and we'd both get told not to do things but like he just didn't listen and he kept doing it. And I feel like it's a little bit the same of yourself. It's like you can yeah. get told by a coach not to do it, but they don't say it if you keep going for it, and it actually, it actually comes off.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think that's probably my first couple of years, I definitely wasn't, um, you know, kind of as outgoing with my boys and stuff like that. But I think I've definitely grown a lot more comfortable in, in wearing mistakes. Mm. And um, to credit to a lot of the coaches, particularly Brett Kirk, he's been massive with me. Um, he's kind of looks at things a bit left of center in terms of, um, you know, mindset, um, with games of footy and I probably struggled a lot with going into my shell when I did make a mistake in my first couple of years but um, you know, he's been massive with me of just cu- um, coming up with ways to kind of recenter myself after mistakes and you know when I come to the bench we have a chat so he's our runner so he's, yeah, right. he's always on the bench and whatever and um, he'll come out and give me a message during the game and stuff and um, yeah a lot of just probably chats just like this with him just talking about footy and um, ways to deal with making mistakes but I think it's definitely a, a massive switch that kind of flicked for me probably halfway through last year that um, definitely helped my footy improve, I reckon. So I don't know if that's entirely it. No,
0: it's that, what, what with just on Kirky, like, I think now, which is a real shame, not a shame, because it's, it's funny, and I get it, people will go to that situation <laughs> that we all know. <laughs> I, I totally understand that. But I think what's incredible is like, for me, growing up, Kirky was just this, and is still this like icon of the game, yep. like, leadership, mindfulness, like he was before his time with all that stuff. And yep. I had a chat with um Ted Richards once, who's like, another blood Um, and he was telling me like, as a teammate, how good Kirk was for him. And I think the story goes something like after a game, I think like Ted Richards was like struggling with his performance or confidence and something like Mm. that. And Kirk used to write him notes and put him in his locker. Just saying like, mate, you're a star, like you're going to dominate. And I think after one game, it left like a cookie in his locker or something. Yeah, it wouldn't shock me. (laughs) Like what's, what's he sort of like to, to work with in that sense? Like what are some of the things he sort of spoke to you about?
1: Yeah, well, he's he's very, as I said before, left of center with his thinking, but I think he does bring it back to um, being present and mindfulness. And um, you know, he works a lot with the boys in in your first and second year. He's kind of like the head of development, and um, a lot of meetings and just talking about um, strategies and ways that um we we talk about like getting in our own head a fair bit which is i think super common at every footy club regardless of the level life man yeah probably life but um (laughs) yeah he's just so massive like we always start those sessions with um meditation and you know it's not for everyone. like some of the boys you know have a laugh and you know probably don't get too much out of it but um you know i just kind of wasn't necessarily my thing either but i thought i'll just try and you know um invest in it a little bit and see how i go and i think i probably I don't sit at home and do meditation, I'm not going to say that, but I think I took kind of a few lessons out of it to, you know, when you go into footy, be able to recenter yourself with stuff like using your breath and, um, yeah, I think that definitely helped. I also started doing work with a breath coach um, up in Sydney, man. Um Cal Mills, um, started seeing this bloke called Rory Warnock um, yeah. at the start of the year. So we kind of implemented a few things with him as well about um, breath work and, um yeah, I think to be honest, it all stemmed from ramps from Dame Rampy. He gave me a book at the start of the year. I don't know if you've read it. It's called Breath, um, which talks all about the mental and physical um, side of of using your breath as well. And that's also, yeah, been something massive that I've probably delved into a bit more this year.
0: It's a I, I haven't really dabbled into the breath work to be honest. Like I did something with a mate once. We went camping and we're doing like Wim Hof, and it was like yeah. it was crazy. Like it's actually quite hard. Like. It feels like you're running. Well, the oh. one I did as well, like felt like it is. that.
1: It is so challenging. So yeah. this Rory guy, he comes into the club a little bit, and then we kind of went and um, we're doing a few sessions away from the club with him. But we do this like this technique that resets, like on our recovery, like Monday recovery strides, and mm. it's genuinely like it's hard. mentally hard. Like it's hard to. If you commit to it, the feeling at the end of it's amazing, but it is, it can be really challenging. What do you do?
0: What, what, talk us through it.
1: Oh, so it's like you're pretty much lying down on your back. Yeah, obviously have something over your eyes, and it's, it's like really intense, hard breathing for a minute and then holding your breath for, I think it's like 40 seconds, but it's slowly, um, you do like three or four rounds of it, but slowly each time, like the amount of time you hold your breath for increases, and like you just get full tingles down, like all the way down your body, but. It, it somehow resets like the neural part and the neural wow. pathway you, to help with recovery. But um, yeah, it can be really challenging to, to actually push through it. But once you do, you, you definitely feel the benefits of it.
0: Mate, that's awesome. I really want to get into that. We um, it's it's sort of a bit of a like trigger for me because we had uh, Cody Waitman in here throughout the year, and I'm sh- I'm not sure if you ever played with Cody or again. Like obviously I've against, against him, him but yeah. Never with him, no. you guys get along. He's a he's yeah. a champion, but he was talking he like does breath work like flat yeah. stick, and he's obviously a bit of a. I think he's at his own admission has uh, like, you know, deals with ADHD and like yep. concentration. He said it's just been the biggest game changer for him. Yep. And he like has, I can't remember what he said to us about, he had like a 24 hour breath work thing or something. What was it? It was something crazy. I can't remember how long that he was like crying and- Yeah, he said it like- Yeah, it he, doesn't, it, it can really fuck with your emotions, legit. Yeah, yeah. 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 He said that it was like unbelievable. And I was yeah. like, fuck, I've got to do that. Yeah. But one thing that has been like a game changer for me, and I don't know like if this is any relevance to you at all, but like I was seeing this guy that I chat with every um, every month, I go and chat with this like psych, and I was talking to him about like my mental state over the last like year. The biggest, I was really stressed like when I was becoming a dad that I was like going to lose sleep because I know that like less sleep, more anxiety, like yep, the body yep. and all these things, and I was a bit nervous that I hadn't like appreciated sleep. But it's funny now because I go to bed. At like eight thirty, nine o'clock yeah when like max goes to sleep so i go to bed like i used to probably go to bed like 11 12. yeah and i've never felt like be- even though i wake up throughout the middle of the night like for little bits yeah, i've yeah. never felt better like just through my body like i, I go to bed at like eight thirty, nine o'clock wake up at six sort of like every morning yeah and it's just fucked how like good i feel at the moment yeah yeah
1: it doesn't shock me i've I put my hand up. I'm not great with that. I go to bed pretty late. And Mm. I suppose in season, it's a bit different. But now I know that when, you know, don't have anything really to wake up for, it's kind of weird. So I have been sleeping in a little bit and I definitely don't feel quite as, um, you know, energetic and Mm. probably don't quite feel like I'm there a little bit. But um, that doesn't shock me at all. No,
0: it's, it's, I'm sure you'll, you do, like, you'd have people at the club that do your own research about it. But like, even the part about sleeping from, say, for example, my wake up time is six and there's three, oh, I'm going to try and recite this, but there's three parts of sleeping. There's like light, cellular sleep, which is like your cells in your body, they just know when to wake up even without light and your watch. Yeah. So there's time, cellular, and light. So you either wake up through light coming in when your brain like senses it, your time that you're meant to on your watch, like as in, you know, 6am you normally wake up, or cellular, as in if you slept in a dark room, your cells would just know when to wake up because they can sense light. It's crazy. It's like people are just like, like
1: just every day can wake up
0: to the minute. It's like all about routine. Yeah. But the biggest thing is they say, and I'm sure this is well known now, is if you wake up at six, but you go, oh, I need extra sleep to 9 a.m. this morning, that yep. three hours is actually not good for you. You just got to keep getting up at the same time yep. no matter what. Anyway, man, crazy. It's not what I thought I'd be talking to you about today. But <laughs> no, that's well, it's a, all very interesting. It's it definitely It
1: definitely relates to performance. I'm convinced by it. So yeah. I feel like I probably was pretty happy with like my kind of my, my training standards and stuff like that my first couple of years and I kind of was trying to find ways that I could improve away from like football in a sense of where it's like not necessarily like physical activity and stuff like that and um yeah I think the breathing was was honestly the the biggest the biggest help that I could find so mm. recommend it to anyone
0: are you like being in Sydney which is my favorite place in the world like yeah it hundred percent it, like it's still my dream to go back there one day depending on what can happen like I'm putting it out there that mm. something will magically work um you know I'd love to like bring Max up in, in the beach and be yeah. able to just like go yeah. down the water every morning. Like in, in Melbourne, the weather's so nice at the moment, but you forget that's like Sydney every day, yeah. And you just forget the how good that is. It's above 20 degrees and everyone's out at the beach here. Mate, I can't believe it. It's this is crazy. <laughs> Growing up in Sydney as well, do you appreciate the water like you were a beach guy?
1: Yeah, definitely. I, um, yeah, five minutes from the beach, literally, still now. So I still live at home, mum and dad. Yeah. Um, where is that? Uh, in Malabar. So, it's about probably five minutes south of like Marubra. Yeah. Um, yeah, 15, 20 minutes from, from the SCG. So, it's a great spot. Um, I went to school in Randwick right near Coogee Beach. So, I did um, surf life saving at Coogee. And mm. um, yeah, I didn't necessarily enjoy it, but mum and dad got me got me down at the beach at a young age just so I could learn how to swim and, um, you know, stuff like that. You're and a good swimmer? I'm not a good swimmer, but I could I could survive if I had to. Like in the ocean? Yeah.
0: You know yeah. about the rips and stuff?
1: Yeah, yeah, I know about all that. So Mate, I, I did
0: nippers for ages. So oh, I it's it, my yeah. dream to do nippers, man. If that's <laughs> yeah. the one thing I could do. I've told this story a million times. I won't tell you the full length, but I only drowned at Bondi once. Yeah, okay. Like in the backpackers' rip, you just jump in like random spots? Mate, I was on a surfboard, had yeah. my wetsuit on, everything, 10 meters from the fucking shore. It was one day Bondi, Bondi Rescue weren't filming and I was like 10 <laughs> meters scary, away. And I couldn't it, fucking get yeah. out. I was stuck there. And I just remember going like, you know, a lot of things go through your head at that time. Yeah. And I was like dickhead like I was a professional like athlete at that time couldn't nearly yeah. get in I remember just laying on the beach for like 20 minutes going like you need to teach your kids how to swim in it's rips and honestly shit. crazy like, yeah. like how
1: close you to shore you can be but it was scary man I, I despised it for a long time mum and dad made me do it so and I'm very grateful that I did
0: yeah, yeah. So it's it's full on um you know what's crazy in with with Sydney and the Giants situation is like I've always rattled me it was like I lived in Paddington when I was um, at the Giants yeah and that's like five minutes from Sydney's ground. Yeah, that would never see any swans, and all the swans lived a lot south, like down yeah, yeah, yeah. Marubra Way. Why, yeah. why? Why is that? Yeah, I'm not too sure. I think well, the housing program,
1: um, which is where when all the boys who get drafted from interstate, they all everyone goes to the housing program. Mm-hmm. Um, I obviously didn't do that, but all those houses are around Marubra, so I think it's just kind of. You Know when the boys move over from say Perth or whatever, they don't really know kind of anywhere else, yeah. So yeah. they'll stay in that for like three or four years. And then I think now everyone's migrating a little bit further north to kind of Bondi. And um, I'd love to live in Paddington eventually, I reckon. Mm. It's probably my favorite spot in Sydney. So yeah, but it is, I suppose, I don't probably think about that too much. But you rarely do see the Giants boys. It's um, like in
0: Melbourne and even yeah. in Adelaide or Perth, like they must cross over all the time. But yeah. I swear to I reckon I saw like one player once <laughs> yeah. and I lived like five <laughs> meters, uh, five minutes from their yeah. CG. Yeah, no, it is weird.
1: I, I don't know just everyone's cozy in the little bubbles, I guess.
0: Yeah. Maroobah is a beautiful spot. One of my favorite movies is the Bra Boys. Did yeah. you, did you, obviously you grew up, yeah. I'm not saying you were in the Bra Boys, but did you grow up sort of knowing about them? Yeah, yeah, kn- them? Knew,
1: knew, all, knew all about it. Um, yeah, my school, there was a, a few boys with Bra Boy connections, I think. But um, yeah, didn't get too close to me
0: then. <laughs> <It's just laughs> the worst question ever. Yeah. But I do love the Bra Boys. It's actually a lot of good messages in that uh, before things went a bit weird. pear shaped. Uh, yeah, a bit pear shaped. <laughs> Last one on Sydney. Um, favorite rock pool favorite pool because there's that beautiful yeah. one at Marubra.
1: yeah there is marple Mar- Mar- yeah, yeah. Marne's lovely but yeah. um not nah, bronte yeah for sure, sure. Yeah. yeah sitting on the hill there just perched up nicely on the grass and then walked down, down the pool there. yeah mm. <laughs> yeah you know, i spent a lot of time <laughs> that will <laughs> icebergs icebergs is great but you got to pay to get in there which yeah. is kind of the only thing that didn't have any money
0: Hello, my beautiful friends and family. Guess what? I am back. I am back. Third time lucky. My third time drafted in my life. I'll be making a return to footy as a part of the Carlton Draft, along with some big household names. Not as big as my name, but uh, some quite big names. Isaac Smith, Trent Cochin Maddie Lloyd, Lee Montagna. Some of the all-time greats of our game, as I've just mentioned. One lucky Victorian women's community club will get the chance to... To draft the AFLW GOAT, Aaron Phillips, to play as a wild card. How bloody good is that? If you're a part of women's community footy and you are keen to get Aaron down, enter now at the CarltonDraft.com.au. That's the au. KO's got you covered this footy season with every game of every round live and ad break free during play. Wow, in the AFL this week, there are some huge games. Collingwood versus Adelaide, live with no ad breaks Stream play, exclusive in Victoria. Giants versus Bulldogs. Oh, I remember that game. I think it was 2016 at Giants Stadium to get the Bulldogs into the grand final. I will never forget that one. Live with no ad breaks free during play, exclusive in Victoria. And Essendon versus North Melbourne. Jeez, that's the old Ben McKay Cup exclusive to Fox footy available on Ko. Don't forget those NBA playoffs. They are dominating at the moment. It is just getting bigger and better than ever. Watch every game of both Eastern and Western conferences finals live with ESPN on Ko. There's plenty of room for everyone, no matter what you want to watch. So get on board with Ko now also available on Hubble. The <laughs> Bronte is beautiful. I also have like a very fond relationship with Cleveland. Like just yeah. sitting on the on the concrete. On the concrete yeah. and just really burning up. And also red leaf is great. Red leaf is beautiful. Redleaf. on the other side, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Um that's Toby's favourite. He okay. reckons he owns that one. So be careful yeah. if you if you see him. Owns,
1: owns a floating pontoons yeah. over there, does he? He's yeah. like a big whale just like <laughs> waiting in
0: the middle. Um so what's happening in this off season? You heading away?
1: Yeah, so fly away. Um over to Europe pretty much a day after the club champs, which is in, in a couple of weeks. So um, flying into London, uh, so doing London, Lisbon in Portugal, um, Amsterdam, uh, then going to go to Scotland, which is oh. a, bit of a bit of a random one, Berlin. That's a bloody good trip. Yeah, and then finishing in, in Istanbul, um, meeting my old man over there. So he's he's Turkish, he's from yeah. Turkey, so he was going to be over there and um, we're going to go and catch up for a couple of days in Istanbul. That's elite. I yeah. love... Um Turkish food. It's good food, isn't it's it? It's fucking cool. But Turkey food in Australia- Is no good Nowhere near as good. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's actually quite different. Like you don't really eat- Like you obviously have kebabs and stuff over there, but like it's not its not the- no, It's trip. more like finger food and stuff. Yeah, it yeah, is. Like, like big kind of- Plates, plates and, and you just sort it's of go um,
0: I want to get into your old man and talking about turkey in a second. Two parts too, because I actually watched this doco recently. Oh God. It was um about like ancient- artifacts and yeah, like yeah, finding yeah. this, do you know this about Turkey? It's like the oldest place in the world. Yeah,
1: it is, yeah. It's fucking crazy. It's crazy. It was we... like
0: the, before the pyramids, there was pyramids yeah. underground in Turkey. Yeah,
1: and they're still just like uncovering them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I went in um, 2016, I went big family trip for a month and um, we did like a, a bus trip from Istanbul down to where my dad's yeah. from, a little town called Bodrum and we stopped at all like kind of, like the main one's Ephesus, which is where all like the old Roman ruins and stuff are. Yes. That was just unbelievable. And you can literally just like walk in like, and you know, it's not like it's kind of you pay like a small entry fee, but it's not kind of guarded or anything. Like this massive amphitheater from that's like thousands of years old, and everyone's just walking along. It's crazy, mate.
0: It is. Yeah. You, like this stuff. Have you do you watch TikTok? <laughs> I do, I love So, fuck, yeah. <laughs> have you seen this trend at the moment where, like, all these girls are going around asking their, like, partners, how often do they think yeah, about... I, like I... I mate, I think sh- about that shit all the time. Like, I, I am- laugh, because <laughs> I'm like, I, not ancient, like, not, not just, yeah, like, the yeah, Roman yeah. ancients, but like, I think about Turkey and, like, the pyramids and just, like you know, Achilles and like... Oh, that's so funny you brought that up because yeah. I've had like three or four people ask me, I'm like,
1: what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. But
0: yeah, I, I did see that trend. Do you think about that? I don't. I've no, never... I, mean, <laughs> I can't say I've ever thought about it, but I mean, now that you've... Like, it kind of makes sense. Because like I... Yeah. Even on it is Max, my son. Yeah. His name is Maximilian. Yeah, of But I almost wanted to name him... I wanted to name him Maximus, like after Maximus Aurelius, like of Gladiator. Yeah, okay. But I was like it's too obvious that I've named Maximus after yeah, a movie yeah. so I was like I'll go Maximilian instead yeah. but man I think about that shit all the time like oh, I'm it's so, so funny ad- yeah. so you got to watch this series on Netflix called Ancient Apocalypse have you yeah, seen I've it? Seen, I've oh, seen okay, it seen with
1: it. um what's the guy's name again? he's yeah. on Rogan and stuff yeah um, he's, he's convinced there's like an abandoned like uh, ancient civilization yeah, 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 so yeah. I've before, watched I reckon, three or four episodes of it
0: yeah that, and it's it's so interesting because look there's three sides to every story, right? Here's yeah. the other one, and the truth in the yeah, middle. Yeah, yeah. But it's so interesting because these like geologists and archae- archaeologists and stuff—they yeah. basically want to deny that there was life form before, because then yeah. they would undo all their life's work. Yeah. So and the amount of stick he gets for it, it's crazy. It's like, crazy. Yeah. 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 Watch that if anyone's into the, the Rogan
1: um, podcast with for
0: Really, good he's done as a well. couple. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've Forget um, his name. Graham Hancock. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. Yeah, Graham Hancock, he's yeah. a star. So yeah, back to the trip, London. Yep. You've been. You went last year. Yep. You met your lovely girlfriend there. I did. How exciting! Yeah, how's that? You meet a girl in London that's from Melbourne. And you're yeah. in Sydney, and now you yeah now you're in she's from Bowen Heads actually. Oh, so she's from Bowen Heads. Yeah,
1: but she lives in Melbourne. Yeah, um, yeah, random, very random, but all, all good things work out. Are you going with her? Nah, she's staying here. She's got to do uni and stuff, and um I'm sure she'll be sick of me after me being down here for a week. So mm. I'll go with um yeah. About I think there's about ten or fifteen of the boys going over, Jeez. which is pretty similar to the, the number we had last year. So yeah. Very, very much looking forward to it. What's your fave in London? What's fave things? Uh, well, I love I love football, like yeah. soccer. That's my favorite thing to do. Um, so I'll be going over to watch as many games as I can. Who do um, you support? Liverpool. Of course you do. Yeah, Come Of course. Man. Come on, man. Of course, of course I do. Honestly, nah, um, but I'll, I'll go up there and- I'm an Arsenal man, bro. Oh, did you, you started going for them last year? No. When, I... the, when the Amazon doco came out? No, it
0: actually <laughs> wasn't that. It was my two, I looked up my favorite rappers it was Frankie Stewart and Harvey Gunn. Yeah. and I was like, I want to support who they support, and it was Arsenal, so I was yeah, like, I'll yeah. go for them.
1: I think we're going to an Arsenal game, Arsenal versus Man City. We're going to try wow. to go too. So, um, yeah, but I love um, love Camden and also Shoreditch are yeah, probably my shortage two. Shortage car park, yeah, yeah. Shortage car park, yeah. I'm skeppy.
0: So that's when um I <laughs> went I went to London last year as well, and it was by far if, in Australia. Like I'd live love Sydney the most, but in terms of going to another country, I just loved London so yeah. much. Like it was yeah. just. I don't know, just loved it. There's like, just so much going on. So much going on. Yeah. The, only th- the only thing that why I think Australia is the best is our morning culture. Yeah, that's L- like I you didn't get up over that. there, yeah. and you're like, man,
1: people, no one gets up till like twelve o'clock. But like, they don't have like cafe. You can't go anywhere with like a cafe, get like scrambled eggs. No, we like no a nice coffee. You go yeah. to like one of those like little like Seven Elevens. Yeah, or I can't remember Like Greg's Or something. Yeah, and yeah. you have to like get like a
0: you know. But if you do find
1: a cafe like that overseas, it's
0: run by an Australian. Yeah, I well, Which is yeah. Um, but now i love that i love shoreditch i love camden is that the camden markets yeah camden yeah. markets yeah yeah that was sick um yeah. and then just like going to the park and like just drinking in the park yeah like, waters obviously yeah yeah um which was fun but then you said you're going to scotland man i went to scotland yeah. too last year in yeah. summer that was the best place Did you go to the open yeah. yeah yeah i went to the open but this is the one thing i was saying to people like not that i am a tour guide but i think it's so cool to go over to the beaches in summer in europe but yeah If you go to the places that are naturally always really really cold and you go there in their summer like scotland was the most beautiful place i've ever been in my life yeah whereabouts like edinburgh went to edinburgh went to glasgow only for a day in glasgow i think but then we went to um dundee which is like that's yeah that's like a quite a scary place and then we (laughs) went to um the open, where's that? In St Andrews. Yeah. So yeah, went out there and it was like you were in a movie. Oh, it was crazy. Yeah. I've actually played that course before. You played the open? I've played um St Andrews or St Andrews, yeah. yeah. Not the Open. <laughs> no, I haven't played the Open. Maybe, <laughs> okay. maybe one day we'll see. How um, is
1: How? You know, that's a dog park. It is, yeah. It's on so closed on Sundays. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, and don't you just rock up and like have to just line up?
1: Yeah. So I was I went over and I was just with my auntie and um I just I love love playing golf, so yeah. I thought I'd go uh about a seven at the moment. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully we can get that down. We have a bit over summer, a bit that's, more time to play that's now. Elite. Um, but it was yeah, 2017. It was uh, I would have been 15. Um, went down the night before at about 10 p.m. and I actually slept like under the the roof at the caddy hut um, on my own. And I was probably fourth in line. I reckon there was three or four blokes in front of me, and probably 15 people in the line slept there the whole night and got a tea time at about 7:30 and. <laughs> Um, yeah, got to, play,
0: unbelievable. got
1: to play at St. Andrews. Who which did you play with? Just the just people that were there. Three randoms, yeah. There was a, like two locals and then just one random American guy. So, so much fun. That's unreal. Yeah, so much fun.
0: Fuck. It was um, such a surreal experience going there, like just seeing how it is, like how big it is. Yeah. But also the weirdest thing about it was how... You know how like most courses sort of like a lap on each other, whereas that yeah. one you Straight. walk like yeah you do front nine holes all the way and then you come back. It was yeah. like just a thin yeah thing yeah it was random, it's crazy, but it was such a cool place. And Cam, the fact that Cam Smith won oh that was cool. Mate, I was there yeah. on the on the seventeenth. It was like I think you look back and I was like wow, I was there to do that. Yeah, pretty, pretty incredible. Yeah, um, just on that, I played king's Barnes when I was there. Yeah, okay, so that's yeah. where pretty close it's where they have the dunhill links sort of yeah, like, yeah i think they actually had an open there maybe a few years earlier or something like that yeah but that was um pretty beautiful but i think as well like it just shows how lucky we are in australia like we we have Amazing. Golf Everything I'd seen, I was like, this is unbelievable. But like, we have this here, which yeah. is very, yeah. very lucky. Probably just don't have like quite have the history. No, not but the history. Like who cares? No, golf course true. is elite. No, it was, it was very <laughs> cool. Um, mate, so speaking about your, your old man from Turkey. So when did he come to Australia? Uh, 1988,
1: I want to say. Um, yeah. met, mum was overseas holidaying. Um, they met and got engaged after two weeks. In Turkey? Was, uh engaged in Turkey, yeah. So mum was just holidaying in um, <laughs> yeah, random ass story. And then he yeah, came out to Australia. So um, mum wasn't too sure if it was just for the visa or whatever, but <laughs> <laughs> worked out. They're still they're still kicking um today. So yeah, he came out and they mum's from Bendigo, so um that's kind of where I get the footy side of things from and yeah, dad moved out and yeah, never looked back, I guess. Do you have brothers and sisters? Yeah, I've got two sisters and a and a brother who are they're all older than me. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah, so right. Brothers, uh, he's thirty-two, so he's the oldest. Uh, sisters, twenty-nine, and then other sisters a year older than me, so twenty-two.
0: So then, you come, your family come back. Your dad, like, obviously, well, not obviously, but did he speak a little bit of English when he yeah, came here, yeah, or like he a was, little bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, and just, then just moved to Sydney.
1: Yeah. So that, yeah, lived in Bendigo, moved um, Blue Mountains, and then into Sydney, and then they've been there yeah. ever since. And. Um, yeah, Dad. Yeah, played professional soccer and yeah, had like quite a bad car accident, and so that's why he was kind of recovering from that. That's how he. That's when he met Mum and then kind of gave it away. And um, yeah, he works in restaurants now. So, um, but also that's kind of where the connection with the Swans started as well. So my dad, um, yeah, he owned the rest. did oh, sorry, no, he managed the restaurant next to the SCG um, where all the players would go and eat, like an Italian restaurant. Um, so he became quite good mates with a lot of them, like Kirky and Barry Hall and um, blokes like that. So um, yeah, kind of was knocking about with them when I was quite young. Um, so yeah, it's pretty weird now that to be playing for the Swans and to, yeah, you know, be working with blokes like Kirky, it's unreal.
0: That's unbelievable. Cause you were showing me before the photo of you and, um, and horse. horse. Yeah. Like that was when you were, eight or nine years old. Yeah. And he was, you are playing with his son. Yeah. So yeah.
1: played, um, played junior footy with Tom, um, from, a, and also with, um, Caleb Barry, who's Leo Barry's youngest son. And we used to be pretty much next door neighbors. So I'd be over there. Um, you know, playing at their house a fair bit, which is now where Leo's number. So that's pretty cool as well. It's been a, a kind of a, f- a couple of full circle moments. Um, okay.
0: The past couple of years, yeah, it's been really weird. Speaking of your dad, um, you sounded a professional player. He, yeah. he was out in Turkey, who was playing professional. Yeah. yeah, So he um,
1: lived up in Istanbul. We played for a team called e- Eup Sport, I think's how you pronounce it. So they're always knocking about the first and second um, division in Turkey, which is still quite. It's a pretty good level. So. Um, yeah, we're going to go watch a Fenerbahce game when we're over there. We're getting tickets for that, so very keen. It's a bucket list for him and I to go watch a game together there. So
0: looking That's forward unreal, to that. Man. And man yeah. Has he still got a lot of family over there? Like have you got cousins and stuff? Yeah, cousins
1: and, yeah. Cousins yeah. and uncles and, and aunties and whatnot. Both his parents have passed away, but um, yeah. yeah, still got
0: connections over there. So cool. Yeah. Um, so was there a debate like whether to go into soccer or footy? Like, was that, yeah, did definitely. you play a bit of both? Yeah, Dad's still convinced I I chose the wrong sport. You would be a good <laughs>
1: soccer player. Now. Oh, I, I don't know. Like, I reckon if I had a if, yeah, I did play both until they started clashing. But I always just love footy, footy way more. I think it can soccer can be a bit political. Um,
0: I've heard this in Australia. Oh, yeah. Can you explain that? Because I was speaking to people like about soccer and the just the, the it comes up whenever the world cups are on yeah. but like how hard it is to actually get into soccer yeah. like and how much how expensive it is and stuff in australia yeah i think
1: i don't want to i don't want to comment too much because i'm not 100% sure yeah, but i know yeah. that yeah. nothing on the shows is them, man we just make shit up so <laughs> when it's you like start <laughs> like, like reps and stuff like that it, it is really really expensive and um yeah like i don't think i don't think our family was like that well off but like yeah it was probably just an easy decision, I think. I think as well, like the the kind of the culture around, it's quite different as well. I feel yeah. like footy's a lot more- um, Inclusive? Inclusive and just kind of you play off merit and to have fun and um, you make teams based off being a good player, I think. Whereas I feel like sometimes soccer, it can be a little bit clouded in terms of um, other factors, we shall say. Yeah, right. Yeah.
0: That's really interesting. No, like it's not, I've heard the same thing like a lot. It's, um, it's sad because like you want like, a football program Soccer program is like looks like it's come so far, but I've yeah. heard this like heaps, especially because while I was in Western Sydney, yeah, it was like a big thing for the AFL to come in because kids could play AFL, whereas like a lot of the lower socio economic families unfortunately couldn't afford to play soccer. So yeah. a lot were going to actually play yeah. footy, which is sad. Yeah. Um, crazy. Well, hopefully, what's happened with like the World Cup and Matilda's and stuff, how good that went, yeah, that
1: kind of helps, but
0: yeah, who knows? Crazy. Um, so get into footy
1: playing through the Swans Academy. Yeah, so, well, I played, I uh, started playing Auskick when I was about four or five at yep. my local club, which is Maribor Saints. Saints. Um, yeah, and then joined the academy when I was 10. Um, and yeah. What played. access do you get with the academy stuff? So, from from about uh, 11s through to 15s, it's, it's just pretty much two training sessions a week, and, um, you know, you kind of. I think it just allows you to kind of move away from club footy and like you still go to club training once a week, but then you go to the academy and, you know, train with people at a high skill level and, um, probably learn a bit more about the game in terms of tactics and whatnot. But I suppose from the first three or four years, it's very base level, just working on skills and and craft and stuff like that. And then kind of 15s, it ramps up a bit. You, um, Start playing Academy Cup games, um, you know, once every two weeks, which is where you, yeah, pretty much have your 18 v 18, which is, yeah, that was the best back in the day, Academy Mm -hmm. Cup. It was good fun. And then uh, 16s is, yeah, pretty much where the serious stuff starts. So play um, three or four games against the Giants and they pick the New South Wales team. Um, playing that and then 18s is yeah obviously to try and make the National Carnival and play for the Allies so that's kind of but in terms of access like yeah it's it's mostly just skill based training and stuff but then yeah 16s and 18s you get to use the gym at the club and probably get exposed more to the, the game plan and the tactical side of things so yeah it's an amazing program I, I definitely um, without failure wouldn't have been playing AFL without the academy the amount of work that they do for footy in Sydney is, is amazing so mm-hmm. um, I know there's a lot of people with opinions down here about Um, You know, swans getting access to to players and stuff like that but um you know i can only speak for myself but there's no one and i would have been playing afl at the highest level without the academy
0: no it's all like and you can see how much they take it seriously like leon cameron is like running that program now which is mental like amazing yeah he's obviously like a afl yeah ridden coach and like a star and he's running yeah with mark mcvay as well who was wow basically senior coach last year too yeah it's crazy Yeah. yeah it's crazy how much they put into it which is good but then when you think about it like yourself brayden campbell heaney mills lizard lizard wixie wixie yeah so a lot of the boys uh coming out of that program pretty strongly which is yeah. pretty hectic yeah oh and i think that's probably one of the
1: biggest advantages is just like the first probably your first year like the transition like into playing afl it's so much easier i think because you're you know you, everyone and yeah stay. like yeah. You, you get to train with the boys like in your 16s and 18s years whatever and um, just meet the coaches and just makes it so, you just feel way more comfortable, mm. I think, which is a, yeah, a massive advantage.
0: First year, obviously, burst on the scene, playing some very good footy. Second year, as we said, grand final last year. That was crazy, hey? Like that feels yeah. like a lifetime ago now.
1: Yeah, it really does. Um, yeah, it was a, it was a cr- very crazy experience. I think it's still probably um, outside of um, playing in the game when Bud kicked um, his 1,000th goal um yeah it's tough to say say, say, isn't it (laughs) um the grand final still up there with footy highlights for me just to Mm. be a part of it was was amazing the whole the whole week build up probably that whole final series like we you know played against collingwood in in a prelim one by point at the scg like that was so special so um, yeah, it was obviously a sh- shit day and very disappointing, but I still look back and, yeah, cherish, um, you know, to be able to be
0: a part of it. Do you learn much from that? Like, is it one where you, th- you know, like you're obviously great for the experience and it's incredible mm. to get there once, let alone win one and all those things 100%. But what do you take away from it? Because this year, like, to think that you guys at round 17, I've writ- uh, written this down, round 17, you were 15. Yeah. Crazy yeah, it is crazy, yeah. After a grand final.
1: Um, yeah, we definitely learnt a lot. I think we... It's kind of a hard one to tackle, though, because what... Like, do you try and forget about what happened or do you overanalyse it and, you know, down to every little minor detail? But I think we kind of found a, a good balance and yeah. um, we were definitely able to, yeah, take take certain things from I think everyone has their different way of dealing with it as well. I probably... Um, I watched the game back and, um, yeah in My head kind of was able to put a positive spin on things and take learnings from it. But um, I think the biggest thing, and it comes, it's a a quote from Tom Hickey, actually, the great Tom Hickey. Mm -hmm. Um, He was just talking about how he probably reflected that, like, the game owes you nothing. And, like, who who did we think we were to to have the right to win a grand final over Joel Selwood, who's, you know, playing in his last game, like, or over Jeremy Cameron, who's, like, one of the, you know, the best, one of the best key forwards in the game? Like, we don't have the right to do that. Any more than anyone else and i think we probably when you look back and reflect on it like you obviously want to be confident going into games and you want to believe that you can do it but it's probably just also having a bit of respect for the game and um yeah I think that's kind of the, the way that, the way that he put. it. I'm obviously butchering the quote a little bit, no, but the I, way that I, he put it was amazing, and it yeah. kind of resonated with with me. I think, and a few of the other boys as well.
0: I'm picking that up. I, I like what you're saying. I think it's a massive one. Like even it, you know, I've reflected on a lot of things, not just footy, but life in general, and times where I felt I've been hard done by on, on anything. But I, I always come back to that. Like mm. I'm not owed any. Like I'm just grateful to be a part of it. Not like yeah. don't get me wrong. I was didn't always have that. Like. Didn't always have that inner peace, I suppose, of what you can when you get there. But like when I was let go from all these places, you can sit there and go, fuck you. I'm pissed off at this situation. But like, man, just blessed. Like, it doesn't, no one owes you anything, but you owe yourself. Oh, and it definitely wasn't the, I definitely
1: wasn't thinking that a couple of weeks after the grand final. Like I was fucking, it was, yeah, it was a bit of a, um, but at the end of the day as well, like it we we play football we don't like yeah we're not saving lives like it's obviously we love playing footy and um like it's my favorite thing to do but i think also having that bit of perspective too like when i was pretty flat and um that also helped but mum and dad are, they they do not let me uh get too high or get too low they're very 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 good at keeping me grounded around home if i'm dragging my bottom lip or whatever so yeah, yeah.
0: that were great too that's elite you No, know, i was saying like you're not saving lives like playing footy it's funny you say that because i think that's correct in a way but then like When I was at the game on the weekend watching Carlton play, and I know it's not saving lives, but I was like, "Fuck, you know, I wish I knew as a player how much joy people get out of of watching footy." Like I was sitting in the crowd going, "Like these people are fucking crying, just like (laughs) they have no connection personally to anyone out there." Yeah, but it is just bringing them like. That much, that much joy. joy. You're like, how can you- Yeah, you, that's a very good point. When you're a player, you do, it's hard to- Because you disassociate, I suppose, a little bit with yeah. that because it is hard knowing fans are upset or things like that. Yeah, that's but true. But it, it's just crazy when you yeah. actually think about it. You're like, fuck, you know, this is pretty cool what teams can do for people. Yeah,
1: no, that's a very good point. I think it was probably more so just like a way to kind of get over oh, sure. the but disappointment. situation. Yeah. yeah,
0: but you're 100% right.
1: And um, Like I was a diehard Carlton supporter growing up. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, used to cry after every game they lose. So it was, it was a fair bit when I was growing up. But um, <laughs> yeah, it was even the last final they'd, that they'd played before this year was the 20, 2013, I want to say, mm-hmm. semi-final, and it was in Sydney and the Swans beat them. So it was. I cried the whole train ride home from that. So it was a bit of a, a weird moment. Um, I remember that game. That was where him, yeah. Juddy
0: like nearly, nearly literally me. strapped everyone on his back yeah. and just went yeah. hard. Simon White missed a goal on like 45 degrees angle. Do you remember that play where like Juddie was like on the boundary and just kept <laughs> tapping along the boundary, <laughs> and then he squared it up? Oh, just say, say yes, oh, yeah. yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it was that game anyway. Not sure. It Might have been a video game. Um, no, it's huge, right? No, it's really interesting to talk about. Like, I think it's a good perspective to have on a on a grand final. Like, mm. just go to the next one. Hopefully, yeah.
1: Well, fingers crossed. That's a that's the plan, but yeah, I think yeah, yeah,
0: we probably also didn't want
1: to take for granted how hard it is to make a grand final, and mm. I suppose a lot of the older blokes who had played in grand finals spoke about that during the week, um, but I suppose until you actually like go through it and have the experience yourself, you probably don't understand like, like this year was this year was fucking tough, so um, it is very bloody hard.
0: What happened? Do you reckon this year? Like obviously the start wasn't how you wanted to. I said before your fifteenth after round seventeen or something mm-hmm. like that it might have been the other way around. What changed? Did anything change, or was it just finally started getting rewarded for the work in terms of the last six games? Or yeah, just like remember, I think like throughout the season you got like it yeah, looked like you weren't even going to make the eight. Yeah. at some stage, and then you come home with you know playing really good footy. Yeah,
1: I think I think like we were we were there and abouts for a lot of games. Like we had um like the poor game where Ollie had a kick off the sign yeah. it was touching the line like the game against the giants when toby kicks it on the last minute um there was a few more i, oh, I can't remember the top of my head where we were we were right there and probably shot ourselves in the foot a little bit but um i think as well like we, we were able to get a lot of um players back and, and start probably being t- more towards full strength which um you don't want to blame on injuries because everyone every club deals deals with injuries throughout the year so can't blame it on that but i think as well we just kind of got in that, in that kind of role, and um, everyone started to realise again what, what exactly was needed in the system for from you at that particular time, and um, yeah, but I, I've said it all year, like I feel like we still played a lot of good footy this year, we just probably weren't getting the results, whether that be um, lapses in the last quarter, like we, we, yeah, our last quarters this year weren't great, so that probably cost us a lot, but um, yeah, it was a great achievement I think to, to actually make finals in the end, and we'll probably there and about to so most of the game against Carlton, and yeah. Um, yeah it is what it is i guess
0: yeah it's one thing i really respect about like the swans and i don't know where it comes from whether it's like you know culture gets thrown around a lot but mm. john longmire like just seems like such a cool dude yeah. like i think one thing i really like and i feel this happens so much in maybe some of the uh not as good organizations or teams mm. is like the panic kicks yeah. in and people start blaming each other and but i just feel like that never happens at the swans like you guys yeah. are so on page and like I don't know um, what's your president's name Andrew Prudham Andrew Prudham and the yeah. CEO Tom Harley Tom Harley oh Topper yeah, yep, yeah. he's a good man um, <laughs> doesn't return my messages anymore but that's okay so Tom Harley what was the other guy's name that used to be at the Swan's though for ages Andrew Island Andrew Island yep. so he's not there anymore uh, like he's still around a little yep. bit but not, not officially he's not involved, involved. Yep. and then yep. I should have done some research here, but what was the general manager's name with the glasses <laughs> handsome guy Charlie, Charlie he's a cool I really like Charles him I don't know him but he seems yeah, very yeah, he's cool. a great fella yeah and I just feel like together they don't—they're such a good team. They yeah. don't panic. They seem like they're all on the same page. Yeah. And you know, uh, uh, it's reality, really, like when you you look at them and they're all on the same page. Whereas other teams sometimes, mm. if you don't have that sort of cohesion, yeah, you can turn against each other and things don't go as well.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I can only speak for what I've experienced because I've only been at the one club, obviously. Yeah. But horse is just such a like an amazing leader, and um, the connection that he has with like everybody at the football club. Um, you know, particularly with players and um, staff, is is amazing, and I think everyone that walks into that building wants to wants to work hard and and get results for horse because mm. um, just the connection you build with him, and I think he probably doesn't get as much credit he doesn't as he deserves. Like he's, I think it's probably because he being, being in Sydney, yeah, and he doesn't, you know, he's not very outspoken with the media, and he kind of straight bats most things, but um, yeah, he's an amazing coach, and um, his ability to kind of find um, ways to motivate us with, through like just the most random stuff. Storytelling? Like, yeah, used, well yeah. like even, um, oh, I, I, love like, I don't shit. know if I should say this. <laughs> no. like, we, we, we lost a game so it didn't work, but like yeah. our our thing for the Carlton game was like being being on beat with each other. And yeah. like his thing was like um, the Macklemore song. I think it's, uh, <laughs> He's like Uptown Funk, maybe yeah, I don't know yeah. whatever. And so like he was like playing that and like singing along to that, and he just he was
0: singing along, yeah,
1: like in the meeting during <laughs> yeah. the week. But he just finds the just like really weird ways to kind of connect what we're trying to do with with other walks of life. And yeah, he's um an amazing coach. I think he, I think we all kind of feel like we're his sons a bit as well, and mm. he probably feels like that too. And um yeah, he is definitely part of the reason why when when things um, are probably we're struggling on field and whatever, he can definitely steady the ship for us. And, um, you know, always put things in perspective that we're not necessarily that far away from what we're trying to achieve. And um, yeah, I mean, he's the only senior coach I've had, but he's um, an amazing coach.
0: Yeah, it's 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 funny what you said before about the outside, like, I know he's he's obviously rated, but every time a club goes out, say with a coach, I'm always like, oh, this would be the time they try and like, poach long my but like yeah, yeah it's still just i don't I know like he just seems like he's gonna be the swans forever like it's yeah he's a really cool dude i love it i'd love to like pick his brain one day he's just um
1: he's got a lot of a lot of fascinate- funny he is very funny yeah. he's got a lot of fascinating stories as well because he's he obviously played for north in like a pretty successful period but 100 he, he kicked uh, i don't know if he kicked 100 99. in his second year he won the coleman potentially okay yeah. well he was very close to kicking 100 but um but yeah, like he he was also dropped for a grand final, which, you know, he sp- speaks about that a fair bit and how mm-hmm. he dealt with that. But then he was also like a player agent for a while. So, like he was telling his stories how he went over to Vegas and like, I forget who there was like some famous-ass boxer or something like that. And like, just, yeah. he's, he's got the most random
0: stories yeah. that he tells us.
1: But um, yeah, it's amazing. Love love playing under him. <laughs> so good.
0: Um, Speaking of like your sort of rise to, you know, playing being a staple in the team now, like who were players around you that, Supported you mm. in that sense. Like, did you have any like good mentors um, through the team or outside of footy that yeah. helped you along the way?
1: Uh, the in, initially, like, and probably still one of the main ones is is Ramp, staying Rampy. Yeah. He um, played footy with my brother at UNSW, which is also one of my clubs I played for. Um, yep. They won a flag together in 2012, and then um, Ramps was. Um, yeah, like draft, rookie listed the next year and obviously now as, you know, All-Australian, captain of the club, Bob Skipper, medalist, all that. And um, he always kind of kept in touch with me and um, would send me a message, you know, like before a big game or whatever. Like, you know, I was playing for UNSW in like grand finals, or whatever, and he'd always send me a message before and Sweet. always keep in touch with me. And then when I got drafted, he just, yeah, I think he's um, one of the biggest... Um, what's the word, like he, he makes a group stick together, like he, he sticks a group together. He just is so easy to talk to, whether it's for talking to a horse or he'd be talking to the youngest bloke on the list, like he treats everyone the same and um, he's so down to earth. And um, But he also knows when when to give the boys a bake and I think when he bakes us, we listen and um, yeah, he's an amazing, amazing role model, someone I always look up to and also Cal Mills as well. Um, I think another player that probably doesn't get as much credited yeah. as he deserves, he's um, yeah, been so massive for me and obviously he moved into the midfield a couple of years ago when when I got drafted and um you know obviously he didn't start as a midfielder but I wanted to kind of push in there and um yeah, spoke a lot with him and he's the best trainer by a country mile so yeah. I think whenever you're trying to get better at something you go and try to compete with him and what like just one-on-ones, running, like everything. everything. He's yeah. just a competitive beast like whether it's like one-on-ones, off-legs, mark uh, he has the highest training standards um, sometimes it's yeah you hide away from him because you don't want him to call you out and stuff he can be he can be pretty full-on but in the best possible way and um yeah someone I, I look up to
0: so much yeah he seems like a star um i mean, was, i actually have seen him at the unicorn a couple of times yeah, yeah he lives in he's one of the only boys he who lives in paddington in anything, so, isn't he yeah. yeah that is cool I used to, yeah so you get you know that's my area man <laughs> get out the other one is uh i you yeah, answered this before because i think i know the answer to this as well but i'm very fascinated with number choices. Yeah. Would you ever change numbers? No. Yeah, so you love the 21. Love the 21. Because I like the 21 on you. Yeah. I think it's something that, obviously, Leo Barry, you said, but you can also make it your own.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Um, I think, well, I always wore um, number three
1: because my favorite player was Mark Murphy. Mm. Um, but, yeah, when I got, got drafted, it was like 16, 6, 6, 16, 21. Um, and it goes in like draft order, and I was the third, our third draft pick. So... Logan took six, Braden Campbell took 16. I took 21, but I probably would have taken 21 anyway just because of like Leo and whatnot. And Ben McGlynn? And Ben McGlynn, yeah. 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 So similarity a little bit there, like similar sort of... Similar size. Similar size. Yeah, so that's where I was going. with We actually that, yeah. um another th- like this goes back to what we're talking about with Kirky. So he's massive on like being connected with the Bloods and um you know past players and whatever. So in your first year you've got to do a, a thing where you you got to call someone who's on your locker, yes, who wore your previous number, and you got to either go sit with them and have a coffee or just have a chat to him over the phone and ask him all these questions and just so you can like create that connection. Did with you someone. call him? Uh, I think I called. Yeah, I did call Ben McGlynn, actually. I was going to do Leo, but I already kind of had a. Yeah. Um, relationship with him. So, yeah, called Benny McGlynn an absolute legend. But it's but a, it's a Ben
0: McGlynn still at? No, no,
1: see, so I think he's coaching at St Kilda. St Kilda, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, great fella. But I've also been lucky enough to strike up relationships with. Um, Tony Morwood and John Harriet. Who, Tony. Um are both like team of the century. Oh wow. Some older boys? Yeah, so John Harriet's like Sw- uh, like South Melbourne. South Melbourne, yeah. So John, Her- John Harriet John South Melbourne, Tony Morwood was um, I think around both like when they moved up to Sydney. Wow. Um but yeah, like I feel like he's a second grandpa for me now, John Harriet. Like, he's always sends me a message. and does calls. he? Yeah, like, he loves coming to the... Like, we had an open training session um, when we played a game down here. He's, like, signing autographs on the fence. <laughs> That's and so he's, like, good. He's, like, 70, like, I think he's around 70 years old. But, yeah, it's so awesome that the club does that. And it's most of it stems from Kirky, so...
0: Yeah. You know, the, with the, the blood stuff, like, with, with Kirky and that, you know, it's so formidable and it's, like, so known about this culture. Like, do, does anything actually said about it? Or is it more just a thing when you walk in, you just know, like... No, so you're doing, I, again, an I don't know how, how much I can- Yeah, don't just- but they, Yeah, you do an induction yeah. night. So the captains
1: take you in um, to the club, or they take you out for dinner in Pado actually, the, the light brigade um, is where we went. And um, and then you just- On the rooftop? Yeah, on the rooftop up there, it was lovely. Um, then we yeah went to the club and they just kind of walk you through and talk to you about, um, what you it know, means, different yeah different pieces of memorability and history and stuff and what it means and obviously the move from south melbourne up to sydney and, and all that and um i think yeah. they try to pave out like what it what it means to play for the footy club and um and then you're kind of at the scg and you're in the race um obviously you haven't played a game yet but with the captains and whoever's just been drafted and they're like you know running you through like imagine right now like it's a final um the crowd's pumping like the, all the boys are together getting around you like this is what it's all about and then you walk out into the ground and Watch a little video with the history of the club and stuff and um it's definitely one of the looking back on it, it's probably one of the best
0: experiences i've ever had that's elite so so good next year going into off season now i know you're about to head away and everything. like do you set goals or you like do you write mm. anything down or is it more just like you just think about it and want to do like are you focusing on anything in the off-season you're saying that yeah. with the breathing and stuff is there anything different you're going to do um it's probably something i'll have
1: to have a little bit of a think about like i'm I've definitely know that, you know, by the end of the season, I'm, I'm ready to put my feet up for a few weeks. Yeah, um, You know, like I, I know my limits, I guess. And um, I've always kind of thought that I think with training, it's quality, uh, you know, over quantity a fair bit of the time as well. So um, I want to make sure that when I'm ready to go that I'm um, looking forward to it and nice and motivated. But um, yeah, I'm not too sure. I think I'm going to reflect on the year and I'm sure there'll be a few notes in my off-season program what I need to get better on so I'll probably be, just be doing that but um, yeah I'm, I'm pretty keen to delve into the breathing stuff a bit more and continue with that I feel like I got a pretty good base for it now but there's always room to improve in in every aspect so yeah
0: looking forward to it unreal man so cool I know you're heading off soon but when we maybe before you go we're gonna have that hit that'd be great we're gonna link up definitely slap some balls yeah not sure if that's what we that makes sense but I meant golf <laughs> that is Oh, golf. Yeah, oh, golf. golf, yeah. golf. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, sweet. I was wondering where that was going. <laughs> um, we'll link up over we'll here. But, uh, mate, I really appreciate today. So good to finally get you in and have a chat. feel like I've known you for a long time. But um, I really appreciate it, man. love watching you play. love what you're doing. And um, can't wait to see what's next for you, bro. No, thank you. Appreciate it. Love it, man. Thanks for listening to another Producey podcast. If you enjoyed the show, that would be a massive help if you could like, follow, rate, subscribe, tap the bell, leave a review, or even share with one of your friends, or you could do them all. If you want to get in touch to share feedback, suggest a guest or advertise with one of our podcasts, then email hello at producer.com. Thanks for tuning in, IllyXX. KO's got you covered this footy season with every game of every round live and ad break free during play. Wow, in the AFL this week, there are some huge games. Collingwood versus Adelaide, live with no ad breaks Stream play, exclusive in Victoria, Giants versus Bulldogs. Oh, I remember that game. I think it was 2016 at Giants Stadium to get the Bulldogs into the grand final. I will never forget that one. Live with no ad breaks free during play, exclusive in Victoria, and Essendon versus North Melbourne. Jeez, that's the old Ben McKay Cup exclusive to Fox footy available on KO. Don't forget those NBA playoffs. They are dominating at the moment. It is just getting bigger and better than ever. Watch every game of both Eastern and Western conferences finals live with ESPN on KO. There's plenty of room for everyone, no matter what you want to watch. So get on board with KO now also available on Hubble.